Hello and welcome to the Gen Z Journey with myself, Rio Pengrice. And myself, Joe Rodriguez. And we're brought to you in association with Culinary Group Solutions. And we make restaurants and food services successful by design. So join me on this journey as we learn about the lifestyle of entrepreneurship. Hello and welcome to another Gen Z Journey podcast. Today is a, I'm going to say it's a very, very special episode. Um, We're introducing our new partner in the Gen Z Journey um, business and his name is Aaron Pina. And I'll get him to introduce himself in a minute, um, but I'll just share a little bit kind of about us and, and kind of how Aaron reached out to me uh, via social media and we were on such a similar journey and we had such similar thoughts at similar times and it was just it was just a real amazing conversation to have uh, and then obviously bring someone on board with this uh, with this podcast and with Gen Z journey um, and so yeah, I, I can't wait to kind of get into it. It's a very special episode. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Aaron, take it away. Why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit, who you are, um, so people can get to know you. Yeah, so uh, I'm, as he said, my name is Aaron Pena, and I am a guy that was born and raised uh, in Seattle. And uh, I've always had a desire to create something. I never really knew what I wanted to create. Uh, I've always been a very fidgety guy moving from idea to idea in things and wanting to do random stuff. Um, and I came to really start the Gen Z journey uh, idea with uh, an article side of things. And I had the idea of just trying to help people, trying to create uh, a knowledge base and a resource for people of our generation. And uh, I eventually came across Rio, who had created the same exact name and everything for our podcast, uh, for his podcast at that time. And then uh, I just on a whim decided to reach out with him and really get to uh, understand who he was and what he was doing. And then from there, we kind of hit it off and we started uh, working together. We sure did. Yeah. And that was that was the crazy part when we had that initial conversation um, once you'd reached out and you arranged a phone call and how it was crazy how we'd had such similar thought process processes at quite literally the same time, wasn't it? I think there was about two weeks apart in terms of our in terms of our thinking around it. But the whole idea of the around Gen Z, around the name, around what we were trying to do was so similar. Um, and it, it was just crazy that somehow we'd we'd kind of just crossed paths, you know. And for me, that was such a confirmation of, you know, like, I need to be working with this guy. Um, it, we, you know, it was there was some reason why our paths crossed. Um, and so that's why I'm so excited to have Aaron on board um, to have been working with him over these past. We've been working together for three weeks now. Is that right? Oh, I think it might be four weeks, actually. Four, maybe, we yeah. Maybe going four, even five weeks. Honestly, time just flies by. <laughs> it <laughs> time does. Time flies by when we're having fun. So it's been... Exactly. A, it's been an enjoyable experience working together to be able to uh, really build everything out uh, and really find a way to merge the idea of having your podcast uh, with uh, the journaling and the article publishing that I was going for. Uh, and being able to create it into one big idea that is the Gen Z journey. 
Uh, so exactly. that's, that's been very fun. And so I just don't even know how long we've been spending on it. And I could care less because for me, entrepreneurship is just the idea of uh, really uh, melding together resources and creating uh, a sort of package that is beneficial. And so when you're, you're doing something like that, that you really are passionate about and you really have that entrepreneurship feel to it, I feel for me, it's kind of like a timeless feeling. So totally agree with you on that you don't look at the clock <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't forget the clock i agree yeah it is is um like we talk about a lot on this channel it's a lifestyle you know it's just it's something that we all really enjoy and we can all really identify with and we love working together on and and joe you met uh you met aaron pretty early on i let you know that kind of we'd introduced aaron into the partnership um and we had a couple of phone calls and uh, we kind of all just hit it off straight away, didn't we? It was that energy and, and all, all having similar goals. It was definitely the universe pulling us all together. Absolutely. And uh, the, the greatness of this is the, the strengths of all your, the individuals here. And to make this journey of what it is today and what it's going to be for tomorrow. That's something that we realized is that was really key to kind of our or will be key and, and has been so far to our success is the fact that we complement each other. Um, well, all, all three of us, but particularly me and you, complement each other in terms of our strengths and weaknesses. You know, what you're weak at, I tend to be quite strong at. What um, uh, what I'm weak at, you tend to be very strong at. Um, and vice versa so it's it's um that's that's what i found has been a really just eclectic mix of our personalities our characters um it's just been really helpful for our creative processes and, and everything we've been doing um with gen z journey would you agree yeah i i definitely agree i mean that that goes for anyone that's uh, doing an entrepreneurial lifestyle and is really trying to launch a business or anything. It's always important that the people you connect with and the people you bring onto your team and everyone that you're working with and everyone around you is uh, complementing each other because it's always important to have a team that can fulfill all the weaknesses that other people have uh, because then that's how you create a team with just strengths because if there's always uh, that weakness being filled in by someone else, then you have a kind of like a ultimately just really strong team that everyone can work with and everyone can provide very innovative and creative ideas and help each other uh, in times of need because if you had everyone with the same personality and the same kind of uh, uh, strengths and weaknesses then you would all lack in those weaknesses and it would make your business a lot harder to succeed. Well you definitely have the A team here that's what I see. <laughs> And, and just on that, Aaron, as well, in terms of uh, there's something that I've always, well, not always, but something that I've been told very much um, by mentors and, and is finding when you're going into business is finding people um, that complement, not duplicating, just complement you. Um, because, you know, a lot of the time we tend to identify people with that are similar to us, which is natural, right? But when you go into business, say you're good at sales, for example, which is one of the one of the key areas of business that you're going to have to deal with. Um, if you then go into a partnership with someone else who's really good at sales, well, then you've got two salesmen and you've got no marketer or you've got no one in finance or, you know, that's the example. So in, in that sense, it's not going to help the business because then the problems that need solving in a marketing sense are not necessarily going to be done very well by two salesperson, two, two salesmen, right? Um, and that's, again, that's that's why that um, complement 
uh, is, is really important for me and obviously uh, for yourself. But let's go a little bit into your background. I want people to get to know you, know who you are. Um, me and Joe have introduced ourselves on, on the first episode. So, yeah, just tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and, and all of that. Yeah, sure. So, like I said earlier, I'm born and raised in Seattle. Uh, I grew up here with uh, a lower-income family. My family is uh, first-generation. My uh, I, I guess on one side is first-generation. My dad uh, was initially from California, moved to Mexico, and then came back. Uh, with my mom uh, once uh, my older bro- brother was born. So I uh, grew up here, uh, and I've always kind of had a strong worth e- ethic. Uh, it all kind of began back in uh, in fifth grade, actually, uh, with a program called Rainier Scholars, which is a nonprofit organization that is based in Seattle. Uh, and what they do is they pretty much uh, grab these fifth graders, uh, and they... I put them through a 14-month really rigorous academic program. Uh, They do uh, 14 months of pretty much college-level and high-school-level academics. So that's things like like algebra, um, like geometry. Um, I was doing a little bit of chemistry, biology. I was learning history um, for slavery, things like Frederick Douglass and all that. I was really learning about social movements. Uh, So really complex topics as a fifth grader, and I had to go through 14 months of that. So it was two summers where I was going to school uh, full-time really early in the morning. I started my day at 8 a.m., and I was home at 6 p.m., and then I took a, a little 30-minute break uh, to eat dinner. And then I was back at it working, uh, doing their homework, because they would give me anywhere from four to six hours of homework. So I'd be doing homework from 7 p.m. all the way up until 1 a.m., 2 a.m. sometimes. And so I did that for two summers. And then during the school year, I also had to do a whole bunch of uh academics uh, where I went to school after my regular school on Wednesdays with them and then they gave me uh, a buttload of homework uh, to do that was due on Saturday and then on Saturday I would go to school with them for a full day as well. Uh, So this program, Rainier Scholars, uh, after going through their 14-month academic phase, I really got a a sense of what it meant to have uh, discipline, be able to have motivation, be self-motivated, understand that you don't always need to know why you're doing things, and that if you're doing things uh, that that sound like they're going to be beneficial, that you can always uh, take a leap of faith and hope it helps you. Uh, so I, I really went through that program and it instilled a lot of my values that I have today. Uh, so thank you, Rainier Scholars. But they did quite a lot for really helping me um, set my path towards having a good, a good career. And not only that, but after uh, I finished that, that 14-month academic phase, they uh, fully initiated me into the program and I became a scholar for them. And so then after that, they gave me... Um, uh, pretty much an academic counselor uh, that would help me through the rest of my career up until I graduate college, which I do this June in less than a month. Uh, so, you know, they did their job and they really helped motivate me. They helped me really learn to do extracurriculars. They helped me with internships. They, they helped me with my network. I mean, my network wouldn't be what it is right now if it wasn't for for them. And so they instilled a lot of that. And so Rainier Scholars is a big part of my life in that aspect. Um, to give you a little bit about my, my career path and my career choice, I had initially wanted to be a doctor for the idea of the adrenaline rush and being able to help people. 
Um, I'm a, I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie, and so I, I love doing things that'll uh, kind of give me a rush. Um, but I also love helping people, and so I thought doctors would be the the way to go for me. I specifically wanted to go into trauma, uh, a trauma surgery. Uh, so my freshman year of college, I. Uh, went to Seattle University as a biology major. And after doing it for about two quarters, I realized I wasn't really cut out to do sciences. Uh, as much as I tried and I loved it, I just wasn't really excelling and I was really struggling. Uh, and I was confirmed during third quarter of my freshman year in college. And so during that time, I began to make a pros and cons list of all the reasons that I wanted to be a doctor and why I didn't want to be a doctor. Uh, and I realized that there was a lot more uh, cons than there were pros. So I reevaluated my life and I decided to make a pros and cons list of other potential majors and career paths I could take. And one of the things that I was really passionate about um, was pretty much financial independence, financial freedom, uh, really learning about the equities market. Uh, I got into finances, uh, one, because of my parents, and two, because of my AP uh, U.S. history teacher, Mr. Cottle, actually. Um, he had run an equities market simulation game in our history class, and I really enjoyed um, that, that um, game that he did and hosted. Uh, because I ended up winning the game. <laughs> so I, ha I had a great time uh, playing that game. And because of that, I began following the equities market. So with that idea of uh, really enjoying the equities market and wanting financial independence and really just becoming a financially literate person because of coming from a lower income family, um, I decided to choose finances as my major. So then from there, uh, I just jumped around trying to figure out what kind of finances I wanted to do. Uh, my first one was an accounting major, uh, the accounting or accounting intern, sorry, uh, not a major. Uh, so I became an accounting uh, intern and uh, I kind of enjoyed it, not too much. I didn't really feel like I was uh, reading enough into the financials of stuff and I was a very, um, I'm a very critically analyzed analytical person so I really like to analyze things and look at it and find a story to it. So when I went into that accounting I felt like I wasn't doing that enough. Um, so the next, uh, the next year I decided to become a financial analyst at Microsoft. Uh, and there I worked with the Rhythm of Business team, and this was more corporate finance. Uh, and I really started to enjoy the finances a little bit more here, uh, mainly because I was able to really do that critical analysis on financials and look at forecasting and uh, really just understand what it meant to give a story to the financials. Uh, but the one thing that I felt that I was missing during this internship was that uh, interaction with other people and the, the direct impact of seeing what it was like to uh, help others. Uh, so I, I, the next summer I decided to do uh, something more oriented towards helping clients and customers and just individuals. And so I took an internship at Chinook Capital Advisors. Uh, which is a mergers and acquisitions uh, team where they pretty much help uh, sell businesses. And so I really enjoyed that even more because I was finally getting uh, the ability to read financials and read the stories uh, of uh, businesses that were trying to be sold. You know, you can read a lot. You can tell where, where a business is going, what kind of leadership it has um, from financials if you look into it enough. Um, and I really enjoyed doing that, so I decided to really uh, keep working with the uh, with the idea of uh, 
of uh, being able to help clients and being able to help other people. So right now I'm at a phase where I'm about to graduate. I've been looking for a job. Uh, I don't really know where I want to go and it's been a little bit more difficult finding a job now that COVID has happened. Uh, it kind of put a lot of my interviews and a lot of my potential opportunities on pause for the time being. Uh, but I'm looking to go into some sort of wealth management uh, and just being able to help clients directly. I want to be able to have that client interaction. Uh, and the reason for that is because in m &A, the one thing that I felt that I was missing was being able to uh, help individuals directly because in M&A I was helping businesses but I wasn't helping always the individual and I wanted to have that individual one-on-one -on -one interaction with people uh, so that's why I'm currently going into wealth management so that's just a little bit about me uh, on the side I also like to uh, play a video game called League of Legends I love to read uh, I read personal growth books uh, or finance books that's about the extent of my um, uh, type of books that I'll read. Uh, and then uh, I also run a business on the side uh, that I just started with my uh, girlfriend. It's called Brook and Diamond Photography, and that's just a photography business that we run together. Uh, it hasn't really been profitable yet because we've been buying a lot of equipment. Uh, and then I'm also working on the Gen Z journey, and I'm currently also doing another business plan. So I got a lot going on, but uh, it's it's fun. I really enjoy it. Uh, I think it's part of the aspect of being an entrepreneur is realizing that you're going to have long days a lot of times. And so uh, if you really want to be successful, you got to push through the long days to really get to the stuff that you love and really get to do what you enjoy. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And. Yeah, you really. We've we've had long days. You know, we've been we've been on some long calls late at nights trying to get like the website, and um, that's something I was gonna say is like the website is largely down to to Aaron. You know, we we spoke about some designers and stuff, but the majority of the making and and all of that was was all Aaron. So you can. Um, I'm super impressed with with our website with the Gen Z Journey website now. If you haven't checked it out, then please go and check it out because uh, it's he's done a he's done a great job with it. Um, and I'm I'm proud I'm proud to have my name and to have the Gen Z name um, associated with with such a good kind of well-designed website. Um, so that kind of shows. I think it summarizes the results that you that you get out of putting some pretty hard work in as well um, that we've been doing. So so uh, definitely. And I think think I think uh, you you summarized it really well there. You really gave people an insight into your background and. Again, another reason why I was so attracted to to bring Aaron on is because he has a really, um, just another one of these people um, on the entrepreneur scene that are very uh, self aware as well. You know, you you're able to look back on on the experiences that you've had and you're able to pick it out and go, yeah, you know, it was hard at the time, it was difficult, but actually it's built me to where I am today um, and you're happy with where you are today. Obviously you, you want to continue to grow, but you're happy where you are so you can look back on it in a, in a positive mind. And I think that's, I think that's awesome. And I think it's rare in, in a lot of people as well. Um, so it's awesome. It's awesome to have you on board. I'm going to keep saying that throughout this podcast, I think, because <laughs> I, uh, I really do. I really do believe it. But um, what are so just on that journey? Then you you mentioned a couple of people, but were there any like specific points in, on that journey where like things particularly changed your mindset or like 
what was the the key like let's pick like three or four points where things really changed your mindset sure so uh i guess actually the first place that comes to mind that changed my mindset is not necessarily a per or a place or an event but a person uh back when i was doing the the Rainer Scholars academic phase, I had a literature teacher. Uh, his name was Mr. Little. Uh, so he was, uh, he was a very, very tough person. Uh, we would read books that were way beyond my reading level. I've never been the best reader, but uh, I, I would read books like Black Boy, The Odyssey, The Iliad, uh, really complex, uh, very sophisticated books for a fifth grader. And so I never really did good in his class. I had a hard time writing critical analysis papers, you know, the five paragraph uh, papers that just give like a thesis and three paragraphs of supporting evidence and then that conclusion. I was horrible at that. And above that, I was also really bad at uh, giving presentations. And one of the things that we had to do in literature in that literature class was remember uh, a two minute oratory out of the book. So we pretty much had to act out in front of uh, a whole bunch of people the uh, a scene of the book and really put uh, emotion and really put effort into doing that and make it seem like a very genuine uh, outgoing uh, presentation. And so I was not very good at that at all. I sucked at it very, very much. And he was a very tough person on me for it. Uh, he was very uh, very, uh, I guess, like, you can do better, you got this, but he was also very, you know, why are you failing? Keep going. Like, what, what's your issue? And so it was very both sides of things. And uh, the funny part is, even though I did horrible throughout all, all that school year and the second summer uh, with him, I did horrible in his class, he never gave up on me. Uh, and he always made sure that I was being successful. Uh, he was willing to put in that extra mile to make sure that I was doing my work and really completing what I needed to do. Uh, and so that that was one of the first people that really changed my mindsets towards, uh, even though it may seem like an impossible task, it's possible. You just have to be able to put the time, the effort, and desire it enough to do it. So he was a very... Uh, uh, just eye-opening and changing event, uh, person in my life. Uh, and then I think a second person that comes to mind for uh, really uh, changing my mindset is, uh, uh, I guess it's two people. It's uh, it, Usually I don't have uh, events that really change my mindset. It's people that I meet that change my mindset. So these these two people were are actually my high school teachers. Um, uh, Dane Lawliger and Tim Cottle uh, were two of my high school professors that um, I had a really rough time mentally and really family-wise. I had a lot of stuff going on my junior and senior year of high school. My mom was uh, very, uh, I guess, ill. She had a lot of back problems and everything, um, and she had a lot going on, and she had to do a surgery, and it was just a lot for me to handle um, as one of the kids, um, with everything that I had going on, uh, and having to help out the family and everything. And I bottled a lot of that up and I kept it to myself and I didn't really ever, uh, feel like I wanted to share that. And so I, there was days where I felt like I was a walking zombie in a sense. Uh, and that made it kind of difficult to really, uh, 
interact with people and do stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of my friends would wonder why I was so uh, introverted at the time and why I wasn't really interacting with them. And it was just because I was going through something that I didn't want to share. Um, but uh, Dane and Tim really, really helped me with that. Uh, my teacher, Tim Cottle, one day just asked me what was wrong. Uh, and he was the first person to had asked me that in months. And uh, sorry if I sound a little bit uh, sad or something. Yeah, so good. <laughs> it's a it's a very emotional kind of uh, connection that I had with him. Yeah, so, of course. Um, he was the first person to really ask me what was wrong, and um, he he asked me, and I sat down with him, and I spewed my whole life to him, um, and he he said, you know, uh, people go through difficult times and stuff, and it's not right for you to really bottle it up and not. Um, share it with people so uh, he really started to help guide me and he really started to help uh, help me understand what was going on and how to deal with my stress and really gave me life advice that was uh, changing in a sense that I no longer viewed the world as a crappy place because with everything going on I always wondered why the world was so crappy and why I was being handed the the short stick uh, and so he really helped me understand and process all that information. And then uh, Dane, who is my math teacher, uh, was a very similar uh, experience. Uh, he also found out what was kind of wrong with me just from watching me and analyzing me. Uh, and he sat me down one day and asked me what's wrong. And same thing happened. I spewed my life story to him. Uh, and he gave me a whole new perspective because uh, Dane really showed me what it was to uh, want to change and want to be uh, be or do something better. Uh, he shared his life uh, with me, uh, which is a very rough life. Uh, I'm not sure how much information that I can share about that, but he to just summarize it, he went through a very um, difficult kind of drug addiction phase uh, when he was in his teens, and he got out of it. Um, through Christianity and through wanting to do something more with his life and uh, that really motivated me to you know not not feel that life is impossible uh, and not to be able to do things and so he was life very pivotable if pivotal in that aspect because he was very um, good at telling me that you know we can move on with life and do new things uh, and he also helped me realize that I could do impossible things. One of the things that I never thought I could do um, was cardio, actually. I was an avid weightlifter at that time, and I never wanted to do cardio. I never wanted to do anything related to cardio, and he got me into kickboxing, and I ended up doing kickboxing for quite some time after, uh, and he got me into a whole new hobby that I never would have imagined. So just uh, he opened up and kind of showed uh, that you can you can do things that you never thought you could do. Um, it made you think, made me think outside the box on the kind of activities and hobbies I was capable of and could do. Um, so those would be, yeah, those would be two other people that were very pivotal in my life. Yeah, that's that's huge, and I think it relates really back as well to um, the the situation we have at the moment in terms of in the, those times in your life. Um, there was huge motivation for change, right? Um, and they showed it to you, um, and then you were able to implement it, right? And at the moment, this is a huge opportunity, which is why, like, I don't say I get excited about this situation because obviously the, the pandemic is, is not 
an exciting situation it's very bad but it's also an opportunity for a lot of people in terms of putting motivation behind their change and that's what excites me about it is that it is an opportunity for people um, to implement some pretty big changes in their life um, which could be beneficial to them um, so just relating it back there but Joe I want to bring you in I, you kind of haven't spoken too much on this on this podcast but um, I like just just Aaron's story to me is, is very inspiring to a lot of people um, and I can identify and, and empathize with a lot of his experiences um, but just what do you think in terms of Aaron's experiences like making him who he is today how how kind of how cool do you think that is I just I just think it's really cool I think it puts a huge motivation behind what he does um, and I think that's a really cool thing. But what what do you think on that? Yeah, well, here it is. You know, everything is going to go into a lifestyle. He will turn all that he's done in the past and then flip it and then use it for the good in the future. He's already displayed that. I mean, Aaron, with the short time I've known you, uh, everything is, is positive, good. Uh, I have not heard this story that you just now told and um, you'll be able to take all these life experiences turn them into good and then utilize it and it will help you uh, not only navigate yourself but navigate others also so it's definitely uh, I don't again you you can call it a negative but it's uh, life experiences and then it's going to pay the uh, pave the road in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I by no means think it's a, a negative. I don't think any experience that you have in life can necessarily be negative. You can have it be negative in the sense of what it did to you, but the the outlook and what you learn from that should always be positive because uh, every life experience that you have always gives a uh, something you can learn from it, whether it's something as small as you uh, tripping over your shoe and being like, oh, okay, next time I should remember to tie my uh, tie my uh, shoes so I don't trip, or whether it's uh, a life experience like mine. Uh, I think there's always a positive side to it, and you can always grab uh, a learning experience from it as long as you try to. And I think the main the main thing for me out of all the experiences I've ever had is that I use it to adapt my mindset and I use it to adapt uh, what I'm trying to do. I think part of the big uh, uh, part of the big picture of uh, having all these experiences is that you have to connect them together. They're like a spider web. And if you connect them all together, you can really start to understand the world. And I think you have a, a better understanding of what you want to do. And it for me, all these life experiences... Uh, uh, kind of like the one in high school that I was just talking about, uh, it gave me a feeling of being more self-aware and it changed my mindset to be more positive. I wasn't always the most positive person. I struggled with that a lot in high school, especially as everything got difficult, but uh, people really helped me change and made me realize, you know, that that negative mindset doesn't get you anywhere. That negative mindset only digs you a deeper hole. And so for me, being able to uh, really change that mindset was a big thing. And that's why I actually continue to read personal growth books a lot is because I, I feel like reading personal growth books and reading those uh, help you get into the mindset of being positive and help you get into the mindset of uh, internally growing and always uh, changing and adapting to the environment around you and what you want to be and who you want to be. 
and that is why you're part of the Gen Z journey. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if there's a better way we could summarize kind of all of our personalities, I think you've just you've just hit the nail on the head there. That's that's absolutely perfect. And yeah, I couldn't I couldn't put it any better myself. I think that's that's that was awesome. That was really really cool. If I can, I'm going to interject. This is also going to flip into the entrepreneurship also because you, you this is just like uh, learning techniques and uh, what you just said, personal growth, and it's going to help you through your career uh, no matter where it is, uh, whatever career uh, you choose, it's going to be stepping stones along the way. Yeah, sure is. I agree. And so we've, we, so we, we've dug into your we've dug deeply into your background which is awesome um and and so that's great but now i want to talk more in the present and kind of relate it a little bit back to kind of what we're doing as well but in the present what kind of what motivates you now what's important to you at the moment and and currently in in business in life what what are the things that really motivate you uh, I think there's three big things that, that really motivate me. Uh, first and foremost, I think one of the biggest motivators for me is that I want to be uh, financially independent while being happy with that financial independence. Uh, there are a lot of studies out there uh, that show that people making, on average, for the, the entire United States that make over $78,000 a year, uh, they're no longer receiving any happiness from that money. So although I want to, you know, be financially independent in a sunset, I'd like to peek out $78,000 pretty soon. Um, I also am not necessarily worried about that because I want to be happy. And uh, I think the biggest motivator is having that financial independence uh, with uh, having the, the right amount of happiness. And then uh, I think the second motivator for me is that I've always had this desire to create. As I said earlier, I love creating things. I love innovating. Uh, and so the idea of being able to create my own uh, uh, my own business with uh, Rio here and being able to create the Gen Z journey and create something that's not only beneficial towards me, but also beneficial towards other people and being able to help people, that that's a big thing for me. I love being able to create things that will help everyone. And then I think my third big motivator uh, is uh, uh, not necessarily just my girlfriend, Brooke, because uh, she is definitely a big motivator, but uh, my entire family. I, I'm a very family-oriented person, and I want to be able to create something that is not just beneficial for me or everything, but I want to be able to create something that my family will enjoy and my family will love, and I'll be able to look back on it and, you know, have have people uh, have people in my family be like, yeah, I'm proud to be related to that person. I'm proud to be a uh, part of that person's life. And so those those three those three things of just having that financial independence and then uh, being able to create something and being able to have something that my family can be proud of is all all my big motivators. You know, if I can, Rio, all those motivators come into one, and that is being happy. So if you chase being happy, all those will follow behind and they'll get bigger and bigger and bigger and you won't have to worry about it because it's going to take a shape of its own and you'll be successful. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's very cliche for uh, people to say, you know, pursue your passion or whatever. But I think that if you genuinely pursue your passion, your actual passion and 
what you want to do. Uh, I think it takes a, a little bit of self-awareness to truly know what your passion is. A lot of people think they know what their passion is and they're like, yeah, I love, uh, I don't know, nursing or I love being a, a wealth manager, but is that really what you want? Like for me, I realized that it's not necessarily the wealth management that I want or necessarily the finances that I want. I think I'm very good at finances. I'm very good at being able to help with people in terms of their finances and creating that financial independence, but that's not ultimately what I want. What I realize is that it's beyond that first barrier of that's my career goal, but what I really want is to be able to advocate for other people and be able to help people and really really create a resource and a bundle of things for other people so that that is my true passion. That's my true idea. So I can do that whether I'm in finances or whether I'm a doctor or whether I, I do whatever I want to do. I can help people and advocate for them if I create something that is a resource. And so that became part of the reason that we that I actually began the Gen Z journey uh, during COVID is I sat down and I was like, I'm not really having fun. I'm not happy right now. I'm stuck at home. What do I do uh, to make myself happy? And so I realized that one of the things that I really wanted to do was create a resource for people. And even though I couldn't uh, necessarily go into wealth management and instantly be a resource for clients and whatnot, because I wouldn't be able to interact with them as I was, uh, you know, uh, an intro level uh, financial analyst, I wouldn't be interacting with people, but I could do something in the moment to uh, create that resource and start that and kind of uh, just boost my my interaction with people. And so that's part of the reason that I actually began the Gen Z journey. Uh, and I would assume that's part of the reason that Rio did it too, because uh, we started at a very similar time. So. Certainly is. And, and I think it just goes back to that, like exactly what you said, you it's it's beyond like wealth management right you have found a way in which you can provide value for people and that gets you excited and that is like hugely important to you and like i would recommend that to anyone like if if you can find a way in which uh you can provide value to people and then you can share that with as many people as possible and help as many people as possible not only are you going to fulfill your happiness and what makes you happy but you're going to be making other people's lives a whole lot better. And then they can realize as well that, you know, maybe I can do something like that. Maybe I can provide value to some people in certain ways. And suddenly you create this really just beautiful kind of network, whatever you want to call it, but you just create this beautiful kind of, like Joe said, everything falls behind it and, and you just, yeah. I, that's why it, it builds what, on it. Exactly. And that's that's exactly what Joe has done which is why I love having him on the podcast as well is because, you know, I'm both me and you, Aaron, are, are very motivated to create that for ourselves and create that, that environment. Joe's done that. Joe has always stuck to his values in business. He's always been, uh, he's always looked to help people as much as he can. He still does in, in all this, in all the things that he does. And, you know, there's, he, he, that's why he still gets up at 4am in the morning that's why he can be on the phone with me at 11am last night doing some work that for for saturday afternoon you know like he that's that's why he can do that stuff because he just he gets excited about it and and that that's just really attractive to me and, and i think what you're describing as well um you know what was it, what did we say last night joe we sat there like we sat there at ten thirty, and we both said to each other, "You know, there's no other way I want to spend my Friday evening." <laughs> yeah, that was exactly it. We absolutely did. And then going back to exactly how Aaron started all this, 
you just get lost in time. It just, that's what it was. I mean, after a long, long day, we were both laughing at 1030 saying, we wouldn't want to be doing anything else. <laughs> exactly. except, except wait for Aaron's new podcast tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so... What I think, what I think, I'd like to to just go in now and, and start to wrap things up with is we've described what our motivations were for starting the Gen Z journey, but now what is our like main focus? What are we trying to do here um, and provide value to people through? Like something that I just want to start it off with and kick it off with is something me and you always talk about, Aaron, is that relatability. You know. Um, we're not all sat here in like suits and looking like businessmen because we want to have that relatability with an audience. Um, we want you to feel part of our journey um, and we're sharing it with you. We we want you to be part of it. We want you to interact. We want your feedback. We want you to be able to comment. You want to feel like you can reach out to us. Uh, we want to have you on a podcast. You know, we want all of these things. Yeah, I think part of that goes to the idea that, you know, People have always seen uh, businesses and seen the world, the professional world or the career world as one where you have to be really serious. And, um, you know, like you said, you we're not here wearing suits. And I think part of that, uh, that idea, you know, I do love wearing suits, actually. So, yeah, uh, I, it is part <laughs> I, of my I, personality. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I, I think part of the idea that behind not wearing suits and always looking professional and uh, making everything really serious is that uh, you can't have fun in life and you can't enjoy life and you can't be an entrepreneur with with uh, that life uh, because if you're you're in a in life where you're always wearing a suit and always doing that that nine to five or whatever and always kind of uh, scheduling your life and having the, the the eight hours of your day where you have to be completely serious and then eight hours where you don't and then eight hours where you sleep, it, it can get repetitive and it can get old. Uh, and I think uh, the idea of not wearing that suit uh, is more beyond not just wearing that suit, but uh, kind of removing that facade of always having to be serious and really understanding that you can you can have fun and you can be professional. You know, you can you can laugh and you can be professional. You can make jokes and still be professional as long as you 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 know how to separate um, the the moment of fun from the moment of professionalism. You can do both at the same time, and why not do both? Because uh, you know we're all we're all here for a limited amount of time. The one thing that we don't have in this world that is unlimited is is time. You know, exactly. And so being able to enjoy every moment of what you're doing and really. Uh, you know, live that entrepreneurial lifestyle where you're having fun. You know, you might be working 16-hour work weeks, but you're having fun, right? And you're laughing. So why why does it matter? You know. So that's I think part of the the intention is that we're we're creating a relatability in the sense that you know you can merge your 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 life with uh, your professional and career goals and do both at the same time and have a great time doing it. I got in. I got to interject because we we said this earlier. I'd even said, hey, I'm a happy person. Rio said, I'm a happy person. And we both said, now that we've got Aaron and we've got Gen Z, we're happier. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And and like, and let's be real as well. We're all here working on our dreams, right? We're working on our goals, person, like 
all of Aaron has just summarized over his background and what it's led to now and what his major goals are in life because of his background we're working on that here with Gen Z you know this is a way in which we can reach that and that's really exciting that's like really exciting it makes me super happy and it would be wrong for me to dress it up in this facade of, you know, I, I mean, I do like wearing suits like Aaron, but it would be wrong for me to dress it up in a facade in this this professional look when actually it's something that's very raw and very real for me, for you, and, and also for Joe. And he expresses that every time he speaks. And it's that's why we've we've taken this approach to it because we just feel that's what's real and that's what's real life about this this kind of journey i i gotta say i i am so pleased because again we move forward and then we can go back to help others and bring them along the way and that is a double awesome feeling it sure is it sure is and aaron so let's just tell people kind of let's tell let's tell people our roles and how we've yeah i I can't believe we forgot to talk about this i was about to close out (laughs) but we've got to talk about this if um people are going to be going obviously we started going into partnership and working together during the pandemic so what has been our roles that we've been we've been doing and how how the hell have we been doing business together when we're not in the same state and uh during the, the the coronavirus so why don't you start off on that and then i'll just pitch in whenever Sure. So for for roles, um, that's very hard to define. I think we don't really have any roles. Uh, I think one of the first things that I realized being uh, having that entrepreneurial uh, mindset and watching not only myself, but watching other people create their businesses and hearing other people's experiences is that when you're first starting out a business, you don't know your role. There's no way you can know your role and what you're what you're good at and what you're not good at. You can have a, a rough idea about that, but uh, you're not going to be able to hone that in until months after. And uh, you actually have to be able to adapt to it. Uh, actually, I believe that Jordan kind of mentioned this, uh, where she was talking about her her business and talking about creating it, and then. Uh, her business plan being ever evolving and changing and what they have to do is always changing and I think that idea is that you just have to be adaptable and really start to learn your strengths and weaknesses and then fill out uh, those weaknesses with other team members and other people and uh, just being able to kind of have a back and forth to create that so there's no there's no official roles right now uh, in my opinion, uh, with our Gen Z journey team, I think we're all just working together to uh, be able to create uh, what we want. We have the we have a similar vision and we have a similar goal, and I think we're filling in whatever roles we need to uh, to be able to do it. Uh, right now, I'm currently filling in a little bit more of the background noise. Uh, I've kind of worked on uh, making sure that we have the right licenses. You know, making the the website. Uh, I've been doing more of the article publishing, so. I I haven't really been uh, interactive in the sense of being on the podcast, but I'm still here, you know, and so uh, that's currently my role. Uh, we don't know where my role is going to be in a few months because in a few months we're going to have a lot different of a, of a Gen Z journey uh, concept uh, in a sense that we're probably going to evolve it, make it better, you know, start listening to feedback from our listeners. I uh, really start to have that interaction with uh, our audience to be able to evolve it to something that they, they like and they enjoy. 
Uh, and then what was the second question that you had? Just, um, I, I'll start this one off, but it was just about how we how we actually have been practically and logistically making it work during the coronavirus, because obviously we haven't been able to, to meet up or anything. Um, but we've all been doing it virtually, and it's all been via FaceTime calls and just calls throughout the day and text messages. Um, and just, I, I, that's one thing that's been great, is the, the fact that we've got so much done um, in completely completely separated um virtually if, if you want to if you want to call it like that and um yeah in terms of those roles uh like aaron was saying he's been doing a lot of the background stuff but it's definitely our intention to start bringing him on um, and co-hosting with us on the on the podcast as we bring guests on um that'll be that'll be really really fun and you can we can have another perspective um on the podcast and uh and yeah and just be able to share new perspective with our audience which i think will be really good and yeah like you said gen z is always kind of evolving um and uh and so just looking forward to seeing what we create next uh with yeah yeah and and you know what's funny about the whole virtual meeting uh is the way i kind of described it with my girlfriend the other day it's kind of like dating someone uh (laughs) doing a long distance dating kind of thing because we're we're both trying to get to know each other on a personal level and at the same time we're trying to uh work with each other on a professional level and being able to uh really get things going and uh being able to create the podcast and you know putting out all that content and really starting to uh evolve what we're doing here but at the same time you know i i'm kind of uh doing a a 20 questions kind of thing with rio where we're always trying to learn from each other and uh, same with Joe, you know, we're, we're sharing life stories and all that. And so it's, a, it's a funny mix. Cause I've never really done that, uh, virtually with someone, you know, usually you sit down at a dinner and you'll talk for a few hours, but we go in short spurts of phone calls and, uh, it's kind of how it goes right now. So it's a very interesting. Uh, it's even going to be more interesting even beyond COVID because we do live in different States. I, I live in Washington state and he lives in California. So, uh, it'll be very interesting to have a, a, a virtual podcast uh, because I don't think that's a very common thing. Most people, uh, you know, partner in person and they work with each other in person. But uh, we're we're taking a new approach. to it. We're taking a Gen Z approach. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I really like it. Yeah. And uh, it is. It is. It's a, it's a Gen Z approach. And it's kind of been i've viewed it as well in terms of doing everything virtually uh, particularly with guests that we bring on on the podcast um doing things virtually has actually been an asset to us in the future because it means that actually our audio our, our um our base of network and of people that we can bring on can be worldwide because we can do it virtually wherever we want we don't have to be in person doing an interview you know um so inadvertently having to do things virtually has been a real benefit uh, or will be as well a, re- a real benefit to this channel but on, but on but on a good note also i can't wait till the three of us can take a real picture together <laughs> agreed yes. yes yes i i think as soon as uh, covid starts to slow down some more where i'll be flying out of california or they'll be flying to seattle and we'll have a a little tour of the home, um, whether it's their their city home or 
my city home, you know, where, where whatever city we decide to tour, we'll have a little bit of fun together and take some cool photos. And, you know, luckily, uh, I do run a photography business with my girlfriend, so we'll have some good photos. That's there, where so. I was going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we'll, we'll begin to we'll begin to wrap things up now. But yeah, I just I uh, I, I think. Aaron, I think you should finish off with something you want to kind of leave people with um, in terms of just a final message that you that you want to get out there um, and obviously that we're going to be conveying through the Gen Z journey. And then we'll let people know what's coming in the future and uh, and then we'll, we'll sign off. So, Aaron, take it away. Oh, man, you gave me a, a big task here to make <laughs> a message. Um, I think the biggest message here is uh, uh, there's two big messages. I think the first one is that, you know, I, for me, the realization and the mindset of being an entrepreneur is uh, to be able to combine resources, to put things together and create something uh, that people will be able to, to use. And, uh, you know, being able to create something that advocates for people and really helps people. And then I think the second part of that is really that, um, you know, it's all in your mind. It's all your mindset. If you want to succeed, if you want to do something, um, you, you really have to put your, your mind in that, in that idea that you're going to succeed and that you're going to be able to make it through and that there's always something, uh, positive and something good to come out of everything that you do. Awesome. I love the message. Love the message. And uh, in terms of what we've got coming in the future, you just stay tuned with our Facebook, with our Instagram, um, and now our obviously beautiful website. Um, so I'll leave all of the links in the descriptions for those and just stay tuned in what we've got coming. Um, we're, we've got some awesome guests coming on. Um, we're still loving doing our kind of shorter uh, episodes on our uh, on, on our three our three part series on different topics um but as always as well we really want to hear your guys feedback we said relatability is a huge thing for us um so the more people comment the more people just send us a message um if you want to come on like just let us know we'd really love to hear from from everybody that's a, a real big thing here um on the channel but let's sign off for the for the first time let's sign off all together um as as we always do cheers, cheers for now, now. <laughs> <laughs> as always head over to the instagram and facebook at gen z journey where you can get an inside scoop of what's going on behind the scenes as well as seeing the exciting guests that are coming on for that week but above all else thanks so much for listening we really appreciate all your participation and we're excited you're on this journey with us see you next time